Hello and welcome to uh, You Were Going to Be Fantastic. My name is Jenny Ryan and it's been a while. Anne and I took a little, well, a very long break. Um, but we decided to get, I decided to get back into it because we uh, had a super fancy mic that we were not using. <laughs> so we're here. I'm here uh, with my friend Danny Knight. Hey. So Danny doesn't know anything about the podcast. He, no. has, he didn't even know we did this. So <laughs> I'm going to give a little bit of background. And for anyone who's a new listener, this will also fill you in as well. Yeah. Okay, so my friend Ann Foster and I started uh, basically talking to people a couple of years ago um, about their lives. And the rules of the podcast are uh, the interviewees have to be 30 at least, 30 years old. And they have to, it's basically an exploration of what, we find out what your dreams were as a child and then we find out what went wrong. (laughs) So we say like when you were little, like you thought you were going to be a particular kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then you get to 30, 35, 30, whatever. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, this is not what I planned. And so we talk about how you got there. (laughs) So Danny, we're going to examine all your fuck ups. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So, um, Danny, tell me a little about yourself. Uh, well, I'm 31, okay. so I make the cut. I was Perfect. actually happy to be that only 30-year-old's enough, because usually we get excluded from everything. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know. I grew up on the res till I was about five, then I, we moved to town. Which res? Uh, Muscadet First Nations. It's right outside Prince Albert, like 10, 20 minutes outside of Prince, okay. Prince Albert. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice one. It's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, then we moved to Saskatoon, and I went to elementary school, and graduated I guess and did went into theater and became an actor traveled across this guy no did you Canada. go to school for acting or? yeah yeah I went to school um well I went to university for psychology and and sociology and English and then um, I had done some prior training at the Gordon to the theater formerly Saskatchewan Native Theater Company and I was good at being an actor so they were like, come do a bunch of plays for a while and leave university. <gasps> and I did. So maybe that was my first mistake. Oh, okay. So yeah. But I worked for for about four years as an actor. It was really good. Okay. So you so you currently do a variety of acting. Yeah, I do acting. Um, I do I do singing song. I've been, I'm a paid songwriter. I've written, written songs from people. Um, and I perform in a couple bands. And, uh, and I just got into this amateur comedy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's how we met, kind of. Yeah, I Definitely. Okay, so so I want to I want to take you back. So okay. uh, imagine you're like 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. like you're on the cusp of leaving high school. Mm-hmm. What did you think you'd be doing with your life? Like what what was your what was your projected idea? My projected idea would, was that I'd be a lawyer by now or a psychologist by now. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, those are my that's what those were my my, my jams. Okay, so yeah. that's what you wanted to do. So yeah. what was what was going to get you there? I was just university and school, just just going to go there. I'm I'm, always, I'm kind of a smart guy. I don't really talk about it very much, but I've got really good marks in school. They wanted me to be in smart classes and I just whatever so did you pick law because it well there, I liked law because of the like we did mock trials in grade 12 uh, right? and then like the performance aspect being a, a prosecutor oh, or, or a defense person right being, right that was really and I don't and yeah so I really liked that and, I, and I'd started I'd, uh, I started playing music with my dad when I was 16 
And um, I graduated when I was 19. It was a little bit of a late bloom. I didn't want to go to school because it was boring. But I, anyways. What school did you go to? I went to a bunch. I went to <laughs> Evan Hardy in grade nine and then dropped out, finished at, what is, which is, was Joda Kepp, but now it's Oskayak. Finished there. Then I went to Walter Murray in grade 10, finished it, went back to Murray in grade 11, dropped out, went to Nutana, finished there, went back to Murray, dropped out, went finished at Carlton Comprehensive High School in PA. But... The reason why I dropped out last year is because I was into this game called the World of Warcraft. No way. And I had to like move away from my computer because I was doing like 17 hour days oh on the game. Oh my God. And like I was like, I was like famous though online, like on my server. <gasps> I was like one of the big dogs there. No. I had this sword that nobody else had. No. That's like the. And I sell, I sold my account for like 500 bucks. Wow. So made me some money, but I spent like 267 days. What? Did your family know you were doing this? Yeah. Well, it's just like for a long time, like, cause I was, I could just keep my grades up. So it didn't matter. And oh. then I just ended up just going full on World of Warcraft. That's unreal. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So how did you break the habit? I, like, just, I, I moved to PA to live with my mom and I left my computer at my dad's. And did I you just, do it purposely to get away from yeah, World of Warcraft? Like yeah. you were like, I have to you know, go. Well, it's like, you know how like people move away from bad friends and like yeah. and the drugs and stuff? I moved away from a computer. Did you <laughs> did you know that World of Warcraft was a problem or did, was there like an intervention? No, I just, I, I, there was no intervention. You like, just woke up and I were like, this is like, fucking yeah, stupid. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, you know, it just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So that was probably the first derailment was my high school career. Definitely was a World of Warcraft. That is um, the nerdiest. That's not cool. That's <laughs> no, not. No, you weren't. No. You weren't do, doing anything kind no, of No, I wasn't cool. like smoking drugs, drinking. No, or, no, you know, no. You weren't. Wasn't no. dealing. No, no, no. It's just. Oh, is this a pizza? No, this is Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So you were. Um, World of Warcrafting. That's yeah. so lame. So you went to your mom, you left your computer, mm-hmm. and then you... Did you feel yourself slipping back? Like, to World of Warcraft? Yeah. No, Were no. you like, Mom, we gotta get a computer in here? <laughs> no, that was like the first time I ever like conquered an addiction, like slayed it. Like, oh I've never played it ever again. And, oh my and there's goodness. there's all these new games that like, kind of have the same business model, like Destiny and Destiny yeah. 2 and... Yeah, and so now I'm all like, don't buy those games. I tell my friends not to buy those games because you end up spending so much money on yeah. those games, right? Wow time yeah that's amazing okay so you went back to school you finished school and then you were like i'm gonna be a lawyer and sue video game companies <laughs> no, no. no no i just was like uh out no aboriginal justice is huge right you yeah, know what i mean yeah. and i always kind of felt like well growing up people always told me i don't talk or don't act like the rest of most indigenous people and i guess kind of racist but i also i also feel like that like well if i had some if i had some sort of way to to do it against the government, it maybe maybe it, I do talk differently. Maybe it could be, be, be against the government, and I you could, could like translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turned out people are just racist, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, law was same. It was it did it was okay, but I got really interested in psychology when I was in, when I when I was in university in sociology, uh-huh. and then and I had done some like after I graduated, I graduated high school and I turned nineteen, and. Hey, how's it going? And then, uh, and then I took a year off because, like you said, with, with when the person asked you about buying the house, so yeah. you can, your whole life you got to figure it out. Well, nobody does. It, like, no, no, no. Right, so anyway, so I took a year off. I did I did some acting training at the at the Circle of Voices, and and then I went back to university. And I was uh, uh, and on the side, I was doing the acting training as well at the at the theater. 
And then I did my first year and it was pretty good. And then they were like, yo, dude, we want you to be in this play and stuff. And it's in Halifax. And you want to go to Vancouver and do all this really great stuff. And so I did all that stuff instead. And I walked away from university. Did you think you were going to go back? You were like, because you've done what, two years, one year? Just one year. It's the first year. Did, and you were like, don't worry, mom, I'm going to go back yeah, to school. Yeah, well, it's always been a plan. It's always been a plan to go back. But then, and then, so yeah, so it's always been a plan to go back. And this is probably, it's not, I don't know, it's funny. So I remember being an actor, and I remember getting involved with this lady, and uh, we were really, we were really, we were really, like super into each other. We had a kid. Hey, was she also an actor? No, she was a. She was a. Oh, when I met her, she actually didn't have any direction in life. She was a really talented drawer, but she just did not know. She we were drinking, we were young, you know what I mean? Right. And um, so, anyways, actually, yeah. So we dated for about a year and a half, and helped her find some direction. She wanted to become a tattoo artist or whatever, right? So. Right. So yeah, so I'm off in Halifax. I've been gone for like two months. She she flies out to come see the show, and then nine months later, <gasps> uh, or yeah, that was later. Lucian shows up, and, right? Uh, and it was really it was it was really intense that moment because I remember, um, like the show had done really well, and then there was going to be a national tour of the show. Hey, and uh, and I remember like being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do the tour, and you're just going to have to somehow work it out by yourself with mom for a while you oh know? god yeah yeah that's what's gonna happen and then and lots of fights about it anyway so baby came and, and a week later i just i knew how much work it took and i couldn't do it to her so i phoned up shaheen sahidi and i was like yo dude i can't do your show oh good for you yeah i got it and then but i didn't know have no idea what i was gonna do because i was like I'm yeah supporting because i was already supporting this, this this lady because she didn't work and then right. she was becoming a tattoo apprentice yeah. and they don't make any money and so then I had to somehow make enough money for her me and this new baby on the long oh, way and how old were you at this point? I was about 24 yeah you should have gone to law school yeah <laughs> right yeah I would have been done about then it yeah, been yeah. lawyer lawyer yeah. makes lots of money so then so then so then um so then and I, but I was just popping off as an actor too at the time right, right yeah and um Anyway, so then, so then I swear, I swear it all off. Then three days later, the Saskatchewan Native Theater Company, now according to Sneak Gunnyman Theater, phones me. Hey, do you want to be a publicist for us, a full time job, and everything? So I was like, yes. Put my artistic hopes on on hold and became a publicist. For but you're the, still, you were still at the theater. Well, so that well, was it's, good. It's, it's, it's different, right? Oh. Like I thought I would be more involved and more. I'd be doing more stuff, but when you're when you're when you're working an administrative job, especially a publicity job for a theater, you're begging for money. You're oh. you're applying for grants. You're you're begging corporations, and you're you're putting on events. You're making it so everybody else can see the talent you oh. that you're 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 you're, you're, yeah. you're culminating and stuff like that. So like, there's not really much room for you to to perform or even grow as an artist because it's like when you work for a nonprofit. Like I don't know if you have, but the hours are long and the pay is little. You know what yeah. I mean? You know. So yeah, so I really loved working there. It was really it was one cool thing about working as a publicist was like, as a performer, you feel that rush before you go on and you get that gratification. Mm-hmm. Well, that still happened because we'd have to put on this like a week long event, right? And people would have to show up. People would have to buy tickets. So every night was like, are people going to show up? Are they going to buy tickets? And they would. They'd come out. They'd be like, oh, I love the show. And you'd still feel that gratification. So that so that's what kind of balanced and made me stay right, there for so right. long. Yeah. And honestly, Danny, I feel like you are so 
charming and kind that if you even if I didn't want to see the play I would see it because you were like but come on like, well, come, on. come yeah, on yeah and that's what came well that's what well that's what would work out sometimes some of my friends would be like oh god why did, why did I listen to you because it's heavy stuff you know yeah. to tell indigenous stories and indigenous stories deal with heavy stuff because we have such a heavy history people would be like I really love you Danny but that just hurts to go watch your guys' shows it's so yeah. intense I'm like well yeah but you should still come yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... so that was the second derailment, because, yeah, I don't know. Just because it was just the job made me keep going. Imagine if you hadn't, though. Like, imagine if you had done the touring. And yeah, then, I know. And then would you be able to be, a, like, and you'd been like, I can't really be a dad. Yeah. Yeah, hey. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Sliding That's a doors. massive thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, when you have a kid, like, if you want them to be good, you have to be there. You can't not be there. You know what I mean? You have to be there every day. Yep. Or as much as you can. And even if it doesn't work out with a relationship, you still have to be there. You can't abandon somebody. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Wow. You know, and it was funny because when my child was born, I didn't know anything about being a parent. <laughs> and I remember... Um, he was like two weeks old and Patrick and I were supposed to go somewhere. And then... I. And he with him, we were gonna take him with us, but then he got sick. Oh no! And my mom said two weeks old and sick. Some, well, I think he just was like snuffly or oh, something. Yeah. I don't know what he was sick, but it was like he wasn't great, and we didn't know he was a baby. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And I remember my mother saying to me, "Well, like your entire life, everything, like everything will be derailed." Like, nothing. Like she's like, everything's going to be ruined by a sick child. Like, basically. <laughs> like, get used to it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to your life now. Yeah. And I remember being like, no, everything can go on the way it was. But it really, it really can't. But it was good of you to stay. But, I mean, you you also could have said no. To? To staying. You could have been yeah, like, I'll pop in well, and be a yeah, dad sometimes. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, like, I thought I could have. That was the plan. But then fucking when sorry sorry but when your kid's there you know what i mean you, you see yeah. how heavy everything is the weight of the whole situation you, you, i couldn't walk away from that whole thing right yeah and now he's how old he's four and he's up five in june yeah and he's amazing he's a good kid he loves his dad a little more than he loves his mom <laughs> well you know i think they do i think boys <laughs> tend to love their dads um a lot um yeah and you seem like a very like devoted father although mm-hmm. to be honest every time i've seen you you're like yeah out of comedy and my kids at home yeah yeah with somebody else <laughs> well it's not my fault comedy happens on the days that i have with my kid yeah well it's and, true right you know like I, mean? I also am often standing i'll do jokes and i'll be in the room full of people saying horrible things <laughs> and just disgusting behavior yeah. and i'm like how am i a parent I'm at, I'm here and my child is at home mm. and uh, I'm here for, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not like, you know, working nights at a women's shelter. Like yeah. I am literally facilitating misogyny and rape culture <laughs> right now. What that, that is a part of it in the comedy scene, but it's also a really beautiful part. Oh, that's why yes. you do it. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, there's those people, but that's. They're always going to be You know, and I was saying to somebody once about how I feel like maybe that's why often, I know this is supposed to be your life story, but I'm taking over for a minute, how sometimes I, and I don't know if this happens to you too, because sometimes you do political jokes, like you're not just up there talking about masturbating, a lot of guys, right? And I feel like maybe for me, everything I do has to mean something, Mm -hmm. because every minute that I'm away from home and I'm not being a mom, it has to be putting, I'm putting something good into the world. Like it can't just be me standing around being Having selfish. a drink, binge. whatever, and not to like you know, not that that comedy isn't valid, but yeah. I do feel like 
maybe sometimes I write feministy things or political things or heavy things mm-hmm. is because every minute away I feel like has to matter. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Being a parent does that to you for sure. You know what I mean? Like, if I wasn't a dad, I don't think I'd be doing the same comedy that I'm doing now. No, and I didn't start until Eric was born either because mm-hmm. I had enough. Like, it's this horrible irony. It's like, well, now I'm out. You know, two nights a week, three nights a week, away from him. But if he hadn't been born, I wouldn't be going out to do it. So it's like I don't know. That's funny. Yes. Okay. So you, so you, your plans. So at this point, so you're like have a new baby. You're working as a publicist. Yeah. Were you still thinking? Oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Oh, I'm gonna. What was the other thing? Lawyer or psychologist? psychologist. Were you still thinking? No, no, no. I'd I'd given up by then, and I, I found that. Because if I were to go back to university, it'd be like another four or five years, right. six years for law, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? At least. And then if I wanted to be a practicing psychologist, I had to get a little bit of pre-med. So it's another yeah. Year. So I'd be 40, 35, 38, yeah. whatever, Old, right? Yeah. And, and I was already getting steady work as an artist, you know what I mean? And, right. And when I was working as a publicist, everybody said, you need to be a performer again. You need to be a performer again. That's all I would hear. All I would hear from everyone. So then... Here I am trying to be performer, but things are things are happening slowly, which is kind of neat. Oh, if you didn't see, he was rubbing his fingers together in a greedy money gesture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, if you didn't see, if no, none of you saw. None of you saw. That's the sound of greedy money one. <laughs> okay, so um, what is it? What do you? So like, you're only thirty one, so yeah. you haven't had a ton of life. No, no, it's the quarter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a ton of life. Um, are you? Do you think you'll ever go back to school? Like, is this? Yeah, yeah. If I do, I I, I settled on a new dream. Okay, what's your new dream? Uh, the new dream is to be a music teacher. Open up my own music school. Like, I, w- I worked at uh, the theater. We had like a tr- it was a training program for kids in theater. Yeah. So I want to do something like that, but for music. And okay. I'm really I I'm, I know a bunch of people who want to do make a school and stuff like that. And so yeah, so that's probably, I'm gonna go get a music degree and see if I can open up a school. Like a music undergrad. Uh, something that, that, that so I don't know, I just need, really, I just need a piece of paper so I can right. apply for money and get grants. Like, I, I know how to teach kids music. I've taught music And I will say, uh, Danny recently worked uh, for the library doing some oh, yeah. things, yeah. and I got some such good feedback. From, you got good feedback? Yeah, from the people at Alice Turner. They were like, he was so good with those kids. He was so good. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they wanted me to go visit them at lunch, so I might probably visit the few meetings, so. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. So yeah, I I think. Um, do you think? How do you think your parents feel about the fact that you didn't become a lawyer or a psychologist? Do you think there's <laughs> is your family disappointed in you? Well, no. I mean, maybe my mom is. Like my mom's like a saint. She's just the most caring, giving person you've ever met. You know, and and she's always supported me in my actions, but she's always in the background saying, "You should." Maybe go back to school, maybe. <laughs> you know? Right, does she still live? Or she tells me about her friend's sons who've, like, gotten, like, a year degree, and now they're making, like, 30 bucks an hour up north or around town or Right, whatever. right, right. Yeah, so basically, that's that's about just, other than that, like, my mom, like, she was willing to pay for my EP recording. She's like, here, give me money to do an EP. Does she still live um, well, up she, north? She, or? Yeah, she, well, she lives... She's like bouncing around. She used to stay with my sister and a friend up north. Like, she would work. She would work. Oh, pizza time! Oh, pizza time! We're gonna pause it and get our pizza. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're back in business. Okay. Yeah, we're, back. we're back. So we're uh, eating some pizza here. Mm. So we've caught up. Your mom is disappointed. Yeah. Well, not really disappointed. <laughs> she's supportive. Disappointed. Like she's like, here's money. I feel like that's every mother ever. And then just 
just to support go back it. to school and this guy's making money. Right, right, but, right. Um, but I mean, like, it, it's, it doesn't at all feel like I don't feel at all that she's disappointed. Like, there's nothing. Okay. Like, she just says that thing because I think it's like, as a parent, you just gotta say some certain things to get off your chest. You know, right? Like, I understand that. Yeah. But my dad is a Juno award-winning song singer and songwriter, right? And he's been doing music since he was thirty. Right. And he got me into what's his, his name? Chester. His name, Chester, Chester Knight. Knight. Yeah, and Chester Knight wins the band. He's won a whole bunch of awards. He's an extensive library. So he got us into music. And my mom actually loved him. She bought him a guitar, and then that's when he started <gasps> making music. Yeah. No! Yeah, and he wrote, like, he wrote a number one single about her. Oh, so, that's so like, nice. So, like, it's for us, like, <clears throat> me and my brother Lance, like, my brother Lance is very talented, too, like, extremely. So for us, it's just kind of been this thing that we're good at. We always do, and we want to show everybody. Yeah? I'll show you a song. Yeah, so, song uh, right? sing us a song. Yeah, this is, um, it's one of my songs with a message. Anyways, no, but... Yeah, and I don't know. It's weird. I'm writing a musical too with my dad. Uh, this is not. This is not. In, this is going to be on his album. I'm writing a song for him. But the musical's really dark. It's really cool. <laughs> a dark, cool yeah. musical. Open that up. Go ahead. It's fine. I'll add atmosphere. Wasting away Almost every day I try to pick up the pieces But they just fall away And the sun's shining bright Everyone is alive Except for me Cause I'm dying down inside Find a way out of here, it's true I just can't see it now, it's dark Don't know what to do So I'm taking a chance Another cash advance I'm gonna drum up some fun, yeah, maybe some Stars in the sky, they don't shine so bright to a tumbling heart that don't feel right. But I'll find a way out of here, it's true. I just can't see it now. Tell myself it's all okay. I tell myself it's all okay. Yes, I'll find a way out of here. It's true. I just can't see it now. It's dark. I'll find a way out of here, it's true And when I do, I'm gonna do it for me and you Yeah! Yay! 
So was that from the musical? No, no, that one's just that's going to be my dad's album. I'm a song I wrote for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gonna sing that to me on his country album. I'll show you a quick little snippet of what, how the musical's gonna sound. Okay. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy song, but uh, it's like a musical for adults. Yeah, it's well, it's gonna be well. You'll hear the lyrics. Okay. Disney. It's not like a Disney musical. No, no, no. no. It's gonna be. It's just about. It's about. It's about uh, just a life of an Aboriginal dude growing up either in the '40s or the '70s, depending on if you want to write about my grandpa or my dad oh. and the experiences with residential school sure. and society and stuff like that. You could even do one where, well, look at me. I'm trying to. You could do a sequel. You could start with the '40s and then your sequel could be the '70s. Yeah, could be. Could be, but. It's oh. a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. What? Like it's going to make one musical and it's going to have a thing and a theme and everything. That's it. Then we're done. Yeah. Um, wow, that was cool. Um, 
So that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's kind of what I do for real money. So for money... So, okay. So you do theater things? Yeah, theater things. I do acting. I do workshops. I teach at Caswell, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I do... I do oh, you know what the first workshops? Like, I'm going to Battleford on the 27th to do a two-hour drama workshop. Okay. For school there. The Beats program. Yeah, it's be pretty cool. Okay. So you teach yeah. acting. You are in... Do you have any plays coming up? Uh, Well... I didn't audition for anything because well I do have a play coming up it's it's called Songs well I don't, it's the working title it's called Songs in the key, key of Cree I don't know if you know who Thompson Highway is oh yes yeah so Thompson Highway um, I, we're working with him Crystal Pedersen my brother Lance okay we're, we're writing a, we're writing a musical actually for Crystal Pedersen who's this amazing Cree singer she's fantastic uh, yeah so that's what I'm do doing you mean today. she's an amazing Cree woman who sings yeah or she's an sorry. amazing person who sings in Cree no no, no. she's both. an amazing well she does she sings whatever you want her to sing in oh. she, sings, okay. she sings in French she does sing in okay. Cree she does okay. all that whatever I just wanted to know what amazing she's, no, Cree she's an amazing is. singer who happens to be Cree or okay Mejia. okay yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's okay. So you're doing that, so and yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's the next one. And that that's Thompson Highway. That we got Canada 150 money. Yeah. So it's paying good. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, and you, the three of you, are in a band. Yeah, yeah. We're in a band. We're playing. Uh, we played a lot recently, but their next gig's 420 at Amigos. Okay. So you gotta come. And you are called. <laughs> oh, we're called Night Switch. Night Switch. Yeah, you can okay. find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, we got an EP out. It's all on iTunes and Spotify. Add us to your playlists. We make good music. I don't know. Nice. If the, the music that I make, I play is a little different than Night Switches. There's some more kind of rock, indie, indie blues, pop rock kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we ask. Oh, we also ask one more question. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we're kind of got, we've got what you wanted to do, we have what your future plans are, Yeah. and then we always like to say, imagine when you were five. Mm-hmm. So you're Lucian's age. Yeah. Um, what did you think you'd be doing? This is what, this is a, funny, this is a story my mom tells me all the time. Okay. So when I was Lucian's age, just, no, oh, maybe maybe a little like younger, just learning, this, learning to talk. She asked me what I wanted to do when I get older. She's like, Danny, what do you want to do when you get older? And we lived on the reserve, right? And just how experiences go, I told her, well, I want to go to town and get a check. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. (laughs) Many times. Wow. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to go to town and make money. Right, yep. You didn't know what you'd be doing to make money. Not as a five-year-old, no. No, you just knew that grown-ups went to town and they they did things. That's where they got their money from. And they came home with checks, yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! So what do you think? Uh, what do you think your little boy wants to do when Lucian? he's a grown up? I don't know, man. He's a little performer too, you know. Like he's, and he, he, I don't know. He, people told you tell me all the time that I have this light that's just kind of nice. People gravitate towards me. He has it in spades, man. Like I'll walk. I love walking out with Lucian because people just see him and they just love him instantly. So, oh so, yeah, you know, he's going whatever he's going to do. He's going to do it amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Melania is a nice dad <laughs> to help him get there. Definitely. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking to me, Tanny. Yeah, thanks for having um, me. Yeah, well, thanks you were... Thanks for the pizza, everybody, Oh, too. yeah, we're the pizza. Yeah. You're, yeah, we took a hiatus for a long time, um, mostly because I think we were really busy, and mm-hmm. then I decided, I was like, you know, I feel like I want to do it again. I like talking to people about their lives. It helps me get to know them. Um, and we can see you next... Um, so this is tomorrow night? Tomorrow Sunday. night. So this will be past. Yeah, this will be, yeah. I guess so, but I, I, I don't know. I'm doing a spot I'm also getting interviewed by the, the, the Williamsons that oh, okay, blog. Yeah, yeah. that's March 20 March 24th I'm doing that okay um, 
depending on what else would I got. I also got to go into the merch. Oh, March is dry month, actually, so that check's going to come in handy. <laughs> what do you mean March is a dry month? I have I don't have any. Oh, nothing. I, the, only, the only type of work I have in March is just for, like, uh, like when I do tech stuff. Like right, I, I work right. for IATSE and Persephone Theater as a tech, so. Okay. Yeah, that's, like, one very strict Okay, well, uh, we look forward to seeing you telling some jokes. Yeah. Also, is stand-up comedy a thing you wanted? Is it just like a hobby, or is it like a thing you'd like to do? Well, it started out as a hobby, just like it's something for fun. But I don't know. I don't know. It feels like this is like usually like it took me really long to become a good actor. It took me really long to become a good singer, and this comedy stuff it just seems to be just happening. Like I just I never win anything. And yeah. I won a spot on a comedy showcase and I wasn't even trying. I didn't even know it was working yeah. that day. So. All right, maybe this is going to be your... Maybe I crushed this... it last night. So I don't know, maybe it might just be like this, the secret thing that you just... I just, I don't know. I like performing. I like when people listen to me. <laughs> okay. Well, we like listening to you, Danny. So thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah. And again, uh, this has been You Are Going to Be Fantastic. I'm Jenny Ryan, um, an absentee co-host and foster. Um, you can find us on... The social meds, Facebook, Instagram, um, and I think we have an email address, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody.